What is up, guys? Welcome to this very special episode of the podcast. Today we have guest on Sally McGrath. She is a new author of her book, Health That Heals. She is also a business owner, and we're going to be talking about how to make progress in your life. Let's get right into it. Welcome to the Do More Podcast. Taking your brain across the world, introducing your host and guide across the globe, solo traveler, Jerry Moore. All right, guys, welcome to this special episode of the podcast. We have Sally McGrath with her new book, Health That Heals. Uh, we are actually here in Sydney. Sally, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Good. So, um, so I know that this is kind of a, a new thing for you, a new venture for you. Um, this wasn't always your dream to, to write a book, to be an author, to have your own company, things like that. Can you kind of walk me back and how did we work to get to this point? Sure, sure. Well, it's quite a story in itself. So, um, for a long, long time, I've had um, an interest and a passion in health and fitness and well-being. Always, okay. always been um, one to exercise and watch what uh-huh. I eat, and you know, not not afraid to share that knowledge with people yeah. that are, are, are close to me. My family can certainly vouch for that. Yeah. Um, and I think, well, I don't think I know. Health That Heals has been a culmination of life events for me. Um, I have been through, yeah, a myriad of health-related challenges. Sorry, that's Molly just saying <laughs> that's okay. hello to We have our puppy Molly with us on the podcast. <laughs> I'm a dog lover, so. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I've had, um, I've had a, a lifelong interest in health and well-being. Um, one of my childhood dreams was um, to be a flight attendant. I used to fly quite a lot as a mm-hmm. child. Um, my family moved um, up and down the east coast of Australia buying and selling businesses. So um, consequently, my sister and I were spending quite a lot of time toing and froing to um, family and friends, when, especially during school holidays. Um, and so that, that, I guess that's when um, the impression was made on me. Um, you know the flight attendants were always really lovely and so that mm-hmm. became one of my dream jobs so right. tick did that love that um and then i went you know into the corporate world as you do and you know thought, as everyone does right and as you're supposed to do <laughs> thought, thought what was... do you do now we go to the corporate world right like okay <laughs> totally. i guess i guess it's time to be an adult now totally Jerry. Yeah. yeah maybe i need to grow up now <laughs> so um yeah i went and did that and um i've just always felt um felt like a square peg in a round hole. I just mm-hmm. didn't fit. I, you know, I, I was capable and able to do, you know, to push forward and climb the ladder and, you know, right. do all that. But it was just never fulfilling. And particularly, what was this like job or this this uh, this thing that you did as the corporate job? What were you doing? Um, I did a few things. My my background was as a PA. I was always very my organisation was always mm-hmm. very, very much my strength, so I channeled that. Um, and I went into advertising, I was a PA, I went into marketing. Um, I tried my hand at HR, thinking industry would fix the salute, fix the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I, um, I landed in commercial property, um, always very much in that organizational, general management, operational role. So, which was good, and I, I won't deny there were some, definitely some career highlights there, but I just, it wasn't my dream. Right. So. <laughs> and w- what did um, that feel like? Was there was there like a specific feeling? Was it like an emptiness, or was it like there's something else, or was it just like, damn, it, I got to like I got to get out of this and do something different. Yeah, it was just I've just felt like I was constantly chasing someone else's dream, not mine. Okay. That's that's 
that's how that's the best way I can describe it and is um, there like a particular person that had that impression on you that you felt like this like I have to please mom or I have to please dad or is there anything like that that you said like you felt like you were chasing somebody else's dream was it was it society's dream that you were chasing or I think it was a perception that mm -hmm. I had of myself yeah. you know to be deemed successful you yeah. had to have an amazing job you had to have an amazing you know it was all materialistic right great right. house you know great partner great this great that mm -hmm. you know picture perfect right um, which I write about in my book mm -hmm. um, and it just became don't get me wrong I had some amazing experiences and I regret nothing I'm, I'm a big believer in not living with regret it mm -hmm. is what it is and there's some some good some great and some ugly and right. some bits in between right um, but it's definitely taught me um, through some other situations that have eventuated since then that, that I think you know that that career drive didn't help um, you know basically it drove me into a breakdown and mm. I thought okay something's got to give here and right. just yeah that's when I just literally hit the bottom yeah um, and thought okay you've got two choices here girlfriend you can what I call go fetal fall mm -hmm. <laughs> into the fetal position <laughs> and hide away have some um, pizza, some Netflix time. Yeah, like. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or you can do, or you can choose to go. Okay, this isn't working for me. What will? I don't know, but I'm going to find out what. Will. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much the path I yeah. took. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I know I, I've realized that, like with a lot of people that that go out and do things like this, that was boiled out of the experience, like you said, like mostly the bads. Usually, there's always like lessons, like big lessons and bad things that happen or in hardship. Um, is there anything that particularly, like in your life, that was like one of those things that at the time you were like, this is like I'm in a, such a terrible spot. This is the worst thing ever. And then now you look back on it and realize that it made you a better person or it made you who you are today. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it. Um, I think. I think the biggest. Um, how would I describe it? The biggest change for me was the breakdown of my marriage. Mm -hmm. um, and when I left my marriage, I left the marriage. I left. I had no business. I had no relationship. Um, and I, I literally started again. Started I zero. It re rebuilding mm -hmm. my life. Right. Um, and as much as I look back now and think, wow, I don't know how I did it, how I functioned in those early days, um, I look back and I, you know, I'm grateful for the experience. Right. You know, I, 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 it's certainly been a huge personal growth chapter in my mm. life, um, and one that um, has definitely propelled me forward. It's made me confront a lot of fears that I've had. Mm. Um, and and just start start to learn to believe in myself. I think that's that's the fundamental yeah. underlying message for me is yeah. that I didn't believe in myself. I didn't even love myself. Right. Um, so I had to go back to basics and yeah learn again. And with again with that picture perfect like scenario that's laid out for us of the the husband or the wife and the job and the perfect house and the penthouse that makes it hard for you to be happy and really have confidence in yourself when you're not fulfilling those things and then when you do fulfill those things it's like okay is this is this what it is mm. um, you know it is that is that where that fear came from that you, that you weren't having those experiences that you weren't that weren't meeting the, that criteria I think the fear just came from self-doubt 
mm-hmm. and I just I just never believed I was good enough. Mm-hmm. I wasn't good enough. I, and you know, when I did achieve success, it was like, well, that's not enough. You need more. You need more. You need more. It was just like this unfulfilling, um, unfulfilling bucket that just didn't ever fill up. Right. Because and, fundamentally, I was miserable. Yeah. And is there a place do you think that, like, were you able to like go back and say that I think this is why I didn't have the confidence at that time to really, you know, believe in myself and believe in what I was doing? Yeah, there's a lot of other um, factors that were playing into that, that I mm. think that, well, not I think, that were playing into that fear, there's, that, there's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. And they were not necessarily all my own fears, they were fears that I was living with, you know, around mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, some, um, some toxic people in my life at the mm. time. Um, again, I write about that. Yeah. Um, and, and just how much impact those people can have Mm. Um, sometimes you're not even aware but yeah those people can have a a huge impact not only on you but people around you that you care about Mm -hmm. and and what specific like you said that that you're unaware of these things and I know exactly what you're talking about but if you had to elaborate on that more what type of actions or what kind of things would they be pushing on you or kind of putting into your subconscious that at the time maybe you didn't know and now you look back and like oh this was this was really bad um, what would I? I think um, one one situation that comes to mind. I won't go into details, mm-hmm. but um, an example, mm-hmm. um, Jerry, if you like, is um, projecting onto you some of their fears mm. um, or their insecurities. Mm-hmm. And I found that um, in some cases, I'm I'm quite a um, intuitive individual so I would often take that on right um, and I think sometimes I took way too much on mm. um, and it's hard when you're in the situation yeah. not to subconsciously like kind of think maybe like maybe they're right like yeah. maybe I can't write a book maybe I, I shouldn't open my own business maybe I shouldn't do this you know and then you sleep it off and then the next day it's it's planted in there right it's yeah. it's just and then it just layers and layers and layers yeah yeah yeah, I found that too when the like for me traveling for example, I have that same situation. I have some friends that are like supremely supportive of me and they want to talk to me every week and they want to know like where have you been and who have you talked to and like how's everything going and then I have the other friends that you know just kind of distance themselves away. Yeah. Um and it, it's kind of the, the same the same feeling that um you know those negative influences, you know, that are coming from the outside. Yeah. Um and I really experienced that when I was by myself alone. You know, out here without all of the everything else going around. So, yeah. Um, so, so going back to fear, because um, this one is a huge one for me. I think that people are highly controlled by fear, like what they do, what they're, what they don't do. Everything I feel like is some sort of fear, some some driven fear. And like, how would you describe fear if you had to give it a definition? Funny you say that because just before I, I left to come and meet with you. Um, um, I was looking at, on my fridge and I've got this, um, I've got a magnet, Molly, I've got a magnet on my fridge, mm-hmm. um, a girlfriend gave it to me and it says, um, courage doesn't mean you've beaten fear, it just means you, and I'm not saying it verbatim, right. <laughs> courage, courage doesn't mean you've beaten fear, it means uh-huh. you're not letting it beat you, Okay. To the, something to that effect, uh-huh. and it's so true because, yeah sure, you know, I've there is still some fears but I'm I 
I think you learn to become aware of the fear and you mm-hmm. go, yeah, okay, you're there. I know you're there, mm-hmm. but I've got this. And that's what I generally say to myself. If I start to feel a little bit um, fearful, for want of a better term, right? Um, I go, I, I just acknowledge it okay. um, and say, yeah, okay, that's cool. Okay. Um, that's there, but um, I've got this situation, you know, mm. I can handle this. Yeah. Um, it's almost like the the guard on your shoulder saying, "Hey, this might this might turn into something painful." Absolutely. You know, yeah. you you might want to think about stopping. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Careful, you're going outside your comfort zone. Right. Good things might happen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, that too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, what do you? How do you feel about that? Because that's I think that's a really interesting thing. People fearing too much of good happening to them. Do you do you have any belief on that or too much success where they they find kind of their their comfort zone, right? This is it right here in, inside of their comfort zone. And when things start to get better for them, when they kind of leap out of that comfort zone, they almost self-sabotage to kind of pull themselves back. Um, how do you feel about situations like that? Yeah, yeah, I, I can wholeheartedly relate to that yeah. because when I look at my, my previous self, if you like, or my old self, um, I would, you know, things would be going, ticking along really nicely and, you know, you're feeling positive and you're feeling upbeat and you, and then you, you would you just get that little thought going through your head and it's like, well, enjoy this because it won't last for long. Mm. Make the most of it. Okay. And, and it's funny because I haven't had that thought for a, certainly loudly for a couple of years now, uh-huh. which is awesome. Yeah. And That's awesome. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it's like fear. It's still there. Uh-huh. And it's just a case of managing it. And I, I do. I acknowledge it and I go, yeah, I can, I can hear you there. Mm. Um, probably sounds a little bit crazy person talking I, I to don't, myself. I don't think it does at all. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Mia, Jerry, like, trust me. it does. <laughs> none of this talk sounds crazy. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. It works. So. Yeah. I think um, it's whatever whatever works for you yeah. um, and for me I just try to really rationalize it yes. I, I, I look at it and I say Jerry like I know you're feeling scared right now but is this fear real at all like if you go up and talk to this person or you know if you try this and something but what is the worst case scenario that happens and they're like okay can you live with that yeah I, I guess so um, but no I, I think fear is it's so interesting to me mm. um, how fear is such a driver um, huge driver in a lot of people yeah yeah so I think I think the key thing is you just again you acknowledge it and you go yeah I know what you're doing mm-hmm. I know what you're doing but you know what I I don't I don't need you anymore thank you thanks for mm-hmm. looking after me but you just stay in the background there I don't mm-hmm. need you now I've got so, this so you think that's the way for you is you, you acknowledge it's there and then you just kind of say that we don't need you and to kind of move forward and mm. and that's what kind of helps you get through that absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. and just you know, just I think um, the other the other thing I do daily, and you know, this is all lessons from amazing people that I've met along this right. journey, um, and and um, applying it and applying it daily, consistently, regularly, mm-hmm. and believing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a fundamental in um, in making any change. You have to believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a daily mantra. Um, I will not allow myself to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what time it is until I've said that in my head mm-hmm. and um, and said it to the point where I believe it. And mm-hmm. if, I, if I'm if i not convinced I believe it, I say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Because when you say it out loud, there's something, there's just a, there's just a connection and you start to believe what you're, will you actually feel what you're saying? Right, yeah, yeah. Um, 
so and if, and then I think if if I'm still not convinced that I've I've heard my mantra, I'll actually speak it to myself in mm-hmm. the mirror. And is this is this a private mantra or is this something you can share with us? Um, if it's private, I totally get it. Yeah, look, it's, I it's totally a little get bit it. private. I totally get um, it. No worries. I've got some mantras that I, uh-huh. I share in my book. Uh-huh. Um, this one for me at the moment is quite new, so uh-huh. um, it is a little bit private. You're experimenting still. Yeah, okay. yeah. Happy to share in book two. Uh-huh. There we go. <laughs> book two, guys. It's coming out. <laughs> um, let me let me just keep trying yeah, it a bit more absolutely. first. But yeah, I do share some mantras um, yeah. So, in, in my book. so the process of change, like you said, it's it's a daily habit for sure, and it's it's almost like repetitions over and over and over again. Um, is there like, do you have a belief on a set time frame or a set schedule, or what is kind of what your change look like from an outsider's point of view? If they looked at it systematically and said, okay, this is how she made the change, what would that look like? I think the timing is different for each person, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was. It was gradual change initially, um, and then I think in the last 12 to 18 months, it's been there's been momentum building, mm-hmm. um, and the stronger I, I became physically and emotionally, um, the more I took on, mm-hmm. um, and I just embraced learning new things, personal development, study. Um, learning, growing, meeting different people, mm-hmm. um, just literally putting myself in a space where I was safe but challenging myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tried to do that daily. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I won't deny was, was um, a huge part in my healing is little Miss Molly here. Mm-hmm. Um, just because Puppies are the best. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You have to take her out for a walk. Yeah. Rain, hail or shine, she needs uh-huh. to go out. Yeah. And some days she is the only reason I got out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd hide, I'd cover my face, I'd hide my body in clothes. But mm-hmm. um, so you were in a real dark place then. Yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. It was I very just, dark. And, yeah. and I, I was, I'm not, not um, ashamed to say, because I've come through it, I was very dependent on alcohol. Yeah. Um, and I think had drugs been nearby, I probably would have had an issue with that too. Mm-hmm. Because I just, I was numbing everything. Right, you wanted to be out, you just, oh, just didn't want to feel it. No. Yeah. It gives me goosebumps thinking about it yeah. now. Um, yeah, I was I was numbing everything because mm-hmm. I just thought, okay, how am I going to get through this? Okay, just numb. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. numb and then we'll deal with it tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> right, right. So, so you're in this very depressed state, like everything's happening. Um, how do you kick out of that? I mean, did, did you have help with this? Was it your friends? Um, or was it just you one day, so like, screw this, like, this is not happening anymore? Like, was it, was it that simple or for you, or was it more of a process? No, I think it's, um, it, was a, it was a process, there's, there's no doubt about that. And I would, you know, you, you, um, you would come up a little bit, mm-hmm. um, you know, on a scale of one to 10. Um, on a scale of one to ten, good girl, come on. Um, you know, on a scale of one to ten, it might be some days it'd be a six, other mm-hmm. days it'd be an eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and where I really wanted to get was um, to a seven. So because okay. I felt seven, seven, if you're feeling rough, you can push yourself to become up to a ten. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought, you know, the only way is up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd had some very strong conversations with myself. I would allow myself 
um, went on a really bad day, I would allow myself what I call the five minute pity party. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could have five minutes to feel sorry for myself, cry, mm-hmm. whatever I felt like doing yeah. in the privacy of my own space. And then it was like, and then I said to myself, okay, Sally, that's done. Now mm. you go up to a, at least an eight. Come yeah. on, you can do this. Um, I heard an interesting saying about um, like grief and crying and stuff like that, that it was almost like um, if, it, if you block it out, it was painful for your body to block it out. But if you give it its time and respect and let it run through you, then you can kind of move forward. Mm. Um, I'm not a crier myself, um, but you know, I've heard that 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 helps a lot of people just to say, okay, do it, mm. you know, and be done with it. Um, you know, us guys, we have to like, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was really interesting to me to hear that point that it almost, she gave it like a physical, you know, being in a feeling, you know, yep. it was real and you have to respect that um, and say that, it, just like you said, you have to acknowledge what's happening mm. instead of blocking it out and, you know, saying, uh, I'm not feeling this way, I'm not feeling this way. Yeah, yeah. And it could have been, you know, it could have been my stuff. It could have been stuff that happened. I mean, some some days I remember crying because, you know, I was so inward that I thought, you know, if someone ignoring me because they didn't see me, mm-hmm. um, you know, that would just undo me. Yeah. Um, because I was just so inwardly broken. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I definitely um, had some very stern conversations with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just got to the point where I started writing stuff down. Nice, um, awesome. Yeah, and I found um, over the years that's what I've done. I mm-hmm. just write stuff down because then it's out of your head. Yeah. It, does, it doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't need to flow. It, yeah. Just get it out. Yeah. Get and it that's out. I've started journaling myself mm. um, a few months ago, and it was the best thing for me. Like, yep. and it took me a week or two weeks to commit to it, I forced myself. Because I, I would always like journal one day or two days and then I would stop and then one day, two days and stop. And I did this for years. And then finally I said, okay, I'm journaling for two weeks, no matter what I have to say. And then by the 10th day, I was waking up the next day like, okay, like I have to get these, like I want to sit down. And it was like a deep inner reflection. Um, it's really nice, like such a relief. And it's like such an awesome way to start the morning just to, to get those thoughts out. And you don't feel like you have that cluttered that you have to remember. You know, important things, here they are. Not important things that you want to get away from, here they are, done. Get them out of your head. Yeah, totally, totally. Now, I'm a big believer in writing stuff down and, and, you know, just pop it in. I I always say to my clients, you know, find a nice, a lovely book that you resonate with the cover. Mm -hmm. Uh, Might say something, it might have a lovely picture, have a favorite pen. Um, whether it's your favorite color or it's a, just a beautiful pen you like to write with. Right. One of my clients mentioned the other day, she said, oh, my son gave me a pen. How can I use that one? I said, that's perfect. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, oops, I said perfect. I'm very careful with using You don't the like word the word perfect. perfect. Oh, I'm just mindful. Um, it can, it, I just, I'm just mindful that it can convey um, unrealistic um, uh. expectations. So I'm just very careful how I use it, but yeah. In that I, I, case, I thought it was yeah, perfect. Yes, yes. With, with words, I, I feel like it's always the intent of words, right? Yeah, I mean, you can yeah. construe words in 20 different ways to mean 20 different things, but yeah. like whatever your intention is, I think that's, I feel strongly about the intent of what you're trying to say. Correct. Uh, yeah. Correct. Um, so l- let's say that there's somebody out there, somebody listening right now, that they're kind of in that place. Um, do you have any one or two things, like very simple, um, applicable things that they could take on right now to start, you know, progressing and getting out of that spot? I think um, 
the, the key the key lesson I would say to anybody who's in a, a dark place or a, a space you know where they're in pain um, is and I and I, I write it in in my books I've written mm-hmm. it in yours there Jerry. yes um, be kind to yourself mm-hmm. be kind to yourself is is probably my overarching mantra mm-hmm. um, doesn't matter where you are what you're doing who you're talking to be kind to you if you're kind to you it'll resonate it'll go out and like yourself back and like yourself yeah, yeah definitely yeah. and I think by being kind to yourself mm-hmm. that will inherently help you to like yourself right now I'm gonna say something that may sound crazy here so I feel like society almost puts us in a position where we are hard on ourselves and we are almost not allowed to feel good about our successes to where you know if you do something great like let's say you have the greatest accomplishment and you go out to a party and you're like man I'm so excited like I just did this and then you tell somebody else at the party like man I just I'm so excited and then they're like man they're so full of themselves it's almost like a negative connotation to feeling good about yourself um, and I don't know, that's, I've been playing with that idea that if like society almost puts that on us to not allow us to feel like that. I think you've raised a really valid point and yes, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, certainly in experiences I've had in the Western world, mm-hmm. um, in Australia, I don't know if you've heard it in, during your travels, Jerry, mm-hmm. but there's an expression called the tall poppy syndrome. Okay. Um, which effectively means um, if you rise up, we'll, po- we'll push you down. Mm. We won't let you get too big for your boots, mm-hmm. you know, too, too confident, too cocky, mm. too whatever. Mm. Um, and I, I really struggle with that because I think, um, you know, Australia is an amazing country and we have some hugely um, in, intelligent, successful yeah. um, people mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the country. Um, Let's let's work with them, not not bring yeah. them down. I hate it so much. Like uh, this plays with me so much because I know like the exact circumstance, like all of that. You know, I lived it growing up in the U.S. I experienced similar things, um, where it was like, yeah, if if you do like nobody wants you to be doing bad, but nobody wants you to excel past everybody. You know, um, and and that's where it becomes hard, really hard to find those people who can support you hmm. uh, because you need that support system be like keep going go keep going keep going keep going not hey you know maybe we should do this instead or maybe you can't do this kind of instilling that fear inside of you yeah yeah and I think I think that too is um, what I found is that um, you when you're going through a change like I had mm-hmm. or have um, you do tend to distance from people that have that negative energy. Mm. Um, yeah. It's not that you don't want to know them anymore, right? But I think for a period of time, it's a self-preservation, right? Um, and for you to grow and heal, mm. in in the case that I'm specifically talking about here, you need to distance yourself from the negativity yeah. because it's not going to work, right? And these, these people could be your best friends. They could be Sadly, your friends yes. for life. Yeah. Um, that you've yep. had your entire life. Yeah. Um, and it's it's very hard. Yeah. It's extremely hard. Yeah. It is. It is. And um, not not indifferent to what you were saying yeah. before. You know, some people are wanting to know where you are, what you're doing, what mm-hmm. you're learning, what you're seeing, right. what you're experiencing along your travels, and others are, um, you know, perhaps they're caught up in their lives, and that's okay as well. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think 
the the negativity too sometimes comes from their fear mm. or their yeah. insecurity or mm. in some cases sadly their envy that you're doing perhaps mm. something that they would love to do but don't mm. have the courage yet to do yeah yeah and it's it's always the battle of you want to bring them up you want to bring them up you want to bring them up and eventually it's like okay they're not coming with me they they just want to keep pulling down and staying again in that comfort zone um that i don't want to be in anymore yeah um yeah 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 so i think yeah gently but the best way you can is just to to distance and let go a little mm -hmm. bit it's not to say that you never you know never say never um you don't you you know you close the friendship but yeah. um while you're going through your journey i think it it, it's the only way forward yeah and do you have any tips for cutting a friend like that let's say it's a, been a friend for a long time and you feel it like you feel like hey this is this needs to for my personal growth or for my like you said your preservation self-preservation do you have any tips for anybody like that that needs to make that step I think if the person is um, you know and, and I'll only speak from my experience I, I won't you know tell anybody right. what to do I'll share suggestions and that's all we can do right yeah yeah um, from, from the experiences that I had, um, the people that were what I, what I described as, in my mind, just toxic, mm -hmm. which meant that they were just um, ultra-negative and serving absolutely no purpose to my healing journey. Right. Um, I just had to cut. Yeah. I didn't necessarily go, right, we're not friends anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I just had to, I, I, because I spent my, I used my energy, I spent my energy focusing on healing, they generally drifted away. Okay. And I didn't reach out mm -hmm. to connect with them. Um, so kind of just focus on where you want to go. Yeah, focus just, on the positive. Uh -huh. um, and the negative you'll find will drift away. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, do talk with my hands a little bit. <laughs> I do so much. I, like I'm, I'm trying so hard right now to not be like. And so we were talking. <laughs> if you watch any of my videos, I'm like this the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Same. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I do. I do suggest align yourself with people that are going to support you along this journey, and that may change through the journey, and that's okay. Mm. Um, you will meet new people. You will move in different spaces to meet different people, um, and there will be some people that fall away yeah um not necessarily forever but um you know i had some beautiful friends that um i just i was quite honest i just said look you know i love you um i want to see you i'm not in a great space mm. um but i will reach out um when i've got the strength and i've got you know some energy to give our friendship mm. i'm not not seeing you right and i wasn't distancing because i didn't want to see them or they were negative in mm -hmm. this case um, it was more because I just didn't have the energy. Right. And, and I'm a person who lives life 100% or 100 plus percent. And if I can't give 100% energy to my friends when I'm with them, then I'd rather not see them. Yeah. I'm not someone that'll turn up and go, oh yeah, yeah, it's okay, hmm. yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah. all or nothing. <laughs> and I think that's a, a beautiful way to put it. I mean, I think that's your perfect filter on your friendship, right? If you say this to the person, they respect that and they reach back out to you and they want to, you know, make this friendship happen later down the road, they check on you, I think you have a good friend. Absolutely. Um, and then vice versa, if the person's gone, then, well, now you know. Yeah. Um, that yep. they were in it for, you know, whatever that negative energy or whatever it may have been. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's a great filter. Yeah. Okay, so let, let's fast forward now. So, sure. so we have the 
this is your your business. You have um, a lot of stuff going on. Tell me about the experience of starting this, the health that heals, starting writing the book. Um, you know, how, how let's let's walk through that whole tornado. Okay, um, health that heals came about early this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd set up, I had set up the business. It just didn't have a name, um, and I remember thinking of, of business names and looking doing research on the on the internet and mm. other, you know health related businesses and um, it, w- it was actually quite out of the blue when I thought um, yeah I wrote down a few and health that heals was in amongst it yeah um, and I actually ran them by my um, coach at the time I, mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in working um, with a with a coach be okay. it a life coach or a business coach or you know, depending on where you're at, both. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I find that um, as a coach myself, I find it best practice. But as a, as an individual, I think it's it just helps you propel forward. Do you think that's just like a rational set of eyes on what you're doing, uh, a less emotional set of eyes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. And um, very much in the early days, accountability, mm-hmm. um, which is critical. Um, and. Yeah, so, so Health at Heels was in the list and I remember um, chatting to her, we had a phone call and she said, okay, so what, what about the business name? We are going through what I had to do by the, this coaching session. Yes, I've done that. Yes, I've done that. Yes, I've done that. Business name. Yeah, well, I've got about, I think I had six or ten that I'd shortlisted mm-hmm. and she said, okay, let's run through them. So I ran through them. I said, oh, I'm, not, I'm actually not sure about this one, but what do you think? And I said, Health at Heels. Mm-hmm. And um, to her credit, she said, "Why not?" Mm, right. She said, "I think it works." Yeah. And because you know when you're so close to it, and you just you know it, it was ten hundred percent. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it, it just was like. Oh, so maybe now there's maybe this, maybe that. And what about this? In, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. It's not jumping in my face. Why? Yeah. Um, but then when I distanced myself, and she said, "Look, sleep on it." That's, I think that's the best thing. And then yeah. tomorrow you wake up and like, do you still like the tattoo or do you not like the tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> Was analogy. it a mistake? <laughs> <laughs> Too late. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, health at heels it became. And ah. um, it just, it just feel, it just felt right. Mm. Um, and I thought, yeah, this is, and then my business brain kicked in and I thought, yeah, I can do this and I can do this and I can do this and I can do this. So mm-hmm. needless to say, our next session was... And then was, just um, all ends, just full force at it then. Yeah, well, I'd always wanted to write a book and um, there's a few um, different books that I'd started to write. Um, and um, I came across um, this lady who'd written books, several books, and she was she was providing a, um, a she was operating doing a work a workshop actually mm-hmm. in Sydney and I thought you know what I'm going to go I'm just going to go yeah I've got nothing to lose I'm just going to go see what happens mm. um, needless to say Natasha Denman is the genius behind um, me writing a book yeah um, and her business partner and husband um, Stuart and yeah I can't speak highly enough about the experience I had with them and. With credit to them that's how my book came about yeah um, awesome. so yeah um, it's been a year a huge year the book completing my um, integrative Institute of integrative nutrition study and mm-hmm. online through the um, school in New York yeah 
um, yeah, lots of personal stuff, huge amount of personal growth and development. Um, so, so where does this where does this propel you in the future? Let's let's say you know the the book launch is going to go how the book launch is going to go. You can't control that anymore. This for me is a success. I mean, you have the book. I mean, this is very impressive. Yeah. Um, so you. you know you have to feel awesome about it. I mean, I know what kind of time I I don't know what kind of time it takes to do this, um, but I can imagine you know the time and the effort. Um, where does this take you down the road? Five years, ten years. I. Five years, ten years, I would like to be um, helping others put their lives back on track mm. when they've been through painful or traumatic situations. Yeah. Um, um, that that's my that's my passion. Um, next, you know, starting with next year, I'm, I'm going to I'll be start rolling out workshops and retreats mm -hmm. um, to share. Um, the experience and, and ideally the transformation that people can yeah. um, experience if they commit to the process and work through it. Um, there will be book two. <laughs> Excellent. Um, That's great. Yeah. Very impressive already. Thank haven't you. launched number one you're like let's do number two <laughs> that's that's how you know you found something that's yeah. great right? True. You're like let's keep doing this I don't want I'm not, I don't want to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Um, one of the highlights for me, I was only telling a friend yesterday, was um, I was checking with the publisher the progress of my book. Um, and I said, oh, you know, any, any updates on the delivery when it will, you know, the week of it, it will arrive? And they said, well, Sally, um, we've just received the copies that go to the state and national libraries. Yeah. Um, and we have to submit those. And, I, and that's, that was the moment I thought, oh, my goodness. It's happening. It's in the library. It's real. My yeah. legacy is here. Yeah. Um, to me, that was that was I've I've accomplished what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, if my words then can go on and help others, um, I'm I'm humbled. Right. Um, more than humbled. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. So so inside of this book, tell me the one the best applicable step that people can take. Your favorite thing in here. Your favorite tip in here. Uh, that people could take right now today? Whatever's on your mind that's really holding you back, mm -hmm. write it down. Write it down. Yep. Write it, write down. it down. Awesome. Yeah. All right, guys, you heard it here. <laughs> write it down. Sally, thank you so much for coming out. Thank you, This Jerry. was amazing. Awesome. Okay, so tell us, how can we get this book? If, if these guys out here want this book, want the copy of Healthy Heels, how can we get it? Um, you can go to my website. Okay. And there's a tab called Buy My Book. Okay, and um, the website is? The website is um, healththathatheals.com.au. Yes, so the, dot a, the dot .au is on the end for sure. Correct. Yes, the yeah, US, yeah. we don't have dot no, .us or nothing. it's just no, dot it's com. Definitely yes. <laughs> so healththatheals.com.au. <laughs> yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And then you guys can learn more about Sally. Uh, you guys can reach out to her for consults, is that correct? Yes. yes. Awesome, fantastic. You guys can buy the book there. Uh, again, thank you so much for coming out. Thank you. And I wish you all the best with this. I'm definitely going to read this and uh, get back to you on that. Awesome. Cool. Thank you, Terry. All right, guys. We will see you guys in the next episode. See you. <laughs>Thank you guys for listening to today's episode of the podcast. It means everything to me that you took the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. I know how precious your time is. I know how precious my time is during the day. So 
the fact that you listen to this podcast and you are still listening to this podcast, I want to thank you guys for your time, your attention. I hope that I brought you something of value. I hope it was awesome. I'm looking forward to doing the next one. If you guys enjoyed this, it would mean the world to me. It would mean everything to me if you could share this with your friends. Get the word out about this podcast. Thank you guys for all the support. We will talk to you guys next time.